as a disclaimer, ruin any of your lives that uh, I'm not liable for it. With my advice, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So the way to um, ask a question for anybody who wants to ask a question is raise your hand. There's a reactions button at the bottom of the screen. You can click that and you'll find a little hand raise there and you go ahead and raise your hand up and then I'll just start calling people and we'll go to work. So we have Susan. Hi, Susan. Hi guys. How are you? you? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to see you. I guessed it might be Tony. <laughs> yeah, we were all three together about a month ago or so, month and a half, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's good to see one of the um, retreat homies here. It's like, oh, I saw that guy and I totally heard the toilets flushing. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Um, so thank you for that interview. I uh, Today, I just, this is it, right? <laughs> Like, um, this is it. This, this is all of it. This is, this is already it. Um, I, uh, I, I'm able to rest more and more here. Um, I just, the concern I find coming up is, am I co-opting this? Am I, am I like, am I resting in this and, and it's okay to be here? Am I, is my mind telling me that's okay? I, I'm not, I just feel a little, un, I well, I feel unclear there. And uh, also, yeah, I guess that's mostly it. It's, mm. Yeah. It's, it's the biggest non-question I, <laughs> I don't know how to ask anymore. <laughs> I understand, totally. Tony, you want to say anything? Uh, yeah, I would just say that's that's how it goes. <laughs> the mind is always trying to control the experience and and make it be be something now or something else than it is. Uh, so I know how you feel. Um, you know, you just keep questioning and you keep clear clear seeing and for your mechanisms of control and uncover them as you go and it'll become clearer and clearer. And that's about it. Uh, the mind will obviously constantly grab on and try to do something else with that, but it'll come to see that it's not in charge and it can't. And then if you see that clear enough, then the mind will finally release or relax or let go and, uh, you know, hopefully you break that identification. I agree. Yeah, I don't really have much to add. It's it is a even as as the question stated or the comment stated, it's a it's very simple and it's it's almost impossible to even ask the question because there's clarity there as you spoke that there there's a recognition of presence of let's just call it presence for now. The recognition is there. The doubts can be a little sneaky, but they're just the mechanism of mind is all of that all that really is. And all, all that's sometimes remaining is a, a sort of sort of tendency, a tendency to want to sort of grab that thought train for no reason, really, just through habit, essentially. So it can be helpful to, you know, just ask, okay, what here is a thought and what is not a thought? You know, 
the primary experience that you're pointing to, is that a thought? Only a thought could say so, right? But the actual experience of this is just what it is. How could it be other? Um, so anything that's like, well, I don't know, maybe it's not, or maybe you're co-opting it, or maybe it's not the real deal or something. Those are just thoughts. That's all those are. And just keep recognizing that uh, moment by moment if it, if it arises. Um, and if it doesn't arise, great. Uh, as you said, it's just this. Okay. I'll, I'll just keep noticing. Yeah. I'll just keep yeah. noticing it. I don't have to do That's anything it. about it. Just you don't have to do anything. <laughs> any, okay. any movement to do something is the mind <laughs> trying to control it. <laughs> so yeah, clear seeing is all you need. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yep. And the, the tendency to do the tendency to, I'm just going to say to actually react to a thought. Um, like I said, it can be there for a while, but even the, the tendency will subside. It, it will. So at first it may feel something like just kind of remaining in, in the experience and not reacting, not, not, not grabbing those reaction triggers, um, may feel a little uncomfortable at times, but the presence is always primary, of course. Okay. Cool. Makes sense. Awesome. Nice to see you. <clears throat> okay. Let's go to Jennifer, another person from retreat. Hey everybody. <laughs> um, Susan, I love you. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of feeling you on that. Um, I guess I'll just share an experience. Um, so everybody that gets within about five miles of me <laughs> knows that I've been feeling the love for a couple of months now. Um, but I wasn't feeling it towards myself, like inside me. Um, like after the last month when we had this um like lots of negative thoughts were just everywhere um negative self-talk um just knowing that that's right just but not but still believing them so it was like a constant tug of war like thought not true feeling it back into thoughts just constant constant affecting my daily life. So <laughs> I was fortunate enough to find a good therapist who's a non-dual therapist. And a few days ago, I was meeting with her and she said, um, Jennifer, you need to turn that love you're throwing out into the universe inwards. And I was like, what? And it, and it was so true, but I thought, well, how, you know, how do you do that? Um, she's like, your true nature doesn't hate and judge. And she said, you know, when you're looking in the mirror and just telling yourself that, you know, you're ugly and no one will ever love you. She's like, look for the person who's looking through the eyes. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, we've all heard that thousands of times, right? <laughs> well, she must have like fucking swung that hammer hard. I don't know what she, like, I've heard this a thousand times, but like that night I was sitting silently and I had been watching Josh's video on um, feeling what's feeling you. And I just got really quiet and was feeling like this weird, like blurring of my body boundaries. I wake up the next morning to go to work and the negative thoughts were noticeably absent. I just don't know. They were so noticeably absent because they had taken up so much of my thought space that it was so quiet. Um, 
And then my mind wants to grab and say, what is this? Let's analyze it. What's going on? And all I could do all day was laugh at it, right? Because I'm like, well, the mind's going to do what the mind's going to do, you know. But <laughs> I find myself for like hours at a time going into these just like calmness, um, bliss, neutrality. But I don't stay there, right? I come back to like all the craziness and mind racing nothing negative though the negative thoughts are not there if I sit quietly enough I'm back here but this morning I woke up kind of sad disappointed fearful and I thought well I just got to feel it you know just feel it but I don't it's just the mind is always trying to grab an answer grab an explanation tell a story but like the the absence of that negativity in me is just I don't know. I've never in my recent experience had an absence of like self-hatred. So I don't know if I have a question. I don't know what to do with this. I don't know if there is anything to do. I don't know if there's any, what to ask. Anyway, anyway, I love you guys. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. to keep. <laughs> oh, thanks for sharing. I'm so happy. I'm so happy for you. And <laughs> yeah, sometimes, um, self-love means not doing something what you know, just the habit of self-doubt self-torture self-hatred self you know pulling your own rug out in the mind right and again it's it when it gets going it's a, it has a momentum it's not like you're purposely doing that to yourself it's just what the mind is doing um and you know turning enough attention onto it turning enough compassion onto it turning enough awareness onto it can be transformative in, a, in incredible ways. And so, yeah, you don't, you don't, um, you just, at this point, I feel like I, I want to tell you, like, put the project of doing anything to fix yourself or help yourself in any way right now, just put it aside and enjoy that presence. Because as you said, when you sit for just a bit, it's right back there. It's that clear, like steep yourself in that really, like really steep yourself in it. And yeah, if it gets very heady or the mind gets entangled, a little bit of inquiry may lead you back to that. But when you have access to that, that's so powerful. It doesn't need to do anything. It doesn't, you don't need to understand what it's doing. You don't need to track anything. It just doesn't matter. The, the sense of the one who's been kind of riding back here for all those years, it'll just calm down more and more and more ultimately. And um, yeah, I mean, you're in a very good place. And I think that's awesome. You have a really good therapist too. <laughs> and maybe there was just a little oh. lag time between all that compassion going outwardly and then suddenly overlooking the one <laughs> who is central to that experience and, and it just needed just needed a little reminder there so it, a lot of this is processes that are in play that we're not in control of thank you yeah uh speaking of josh one of his little gems i like is that every time you have a thought come back to feeling that it reminds you, any thought reminds you to come back. Cause with me, I was very heady, always trying to figure it out logically. All of them had like you suffering in all kinds of ways. And um, that advice really helped me at the time when I was using it. And uh, it's like, when you do that, you start to feel it. You know, a lot of people will say, you know, I feel this in my heart or I feel something, you know, for me, it was everywhere. It was like an energetic aliveness, like an ocean of aliveness. And I would come back to that 
and my head will, of course, distract, try to bring you back up. And then every thought, it's kind of tedious at first, but, you know, every thought, check in with how you feel below the neck, kind of. And it's like, um, and you and you start to get the feeling of this aliveness is, is what you are. It's energetic, and you feel it. And then if you can move back to that place, when those suffering thoughts come up that say whatever, it it's like a commerce place to say, that suffering, whether it's in the, a future thought or a past thought or even a present thought, it's like that suffering is happening at, with this aliveness. And then the aliveness can say, the aliveness is where the power is. The thought is completely empty. You know, in deep meditation, if you look at it, it turns to light and it vanishes. Sometimes it doesn't even formulate. But the aliveness is there all the time. And that's, you could kind of bring it back and like, that's what, that's what I am actually. Uh, it's deeper than, it goes deeper than that. But for, for this situation, um, just try to stay with that aliveness as much as you can. And then when those thoughts come up and they're suffering, and then you have the emotional, you know, if you said, I don't remember what you said, you said something like nobody will love me or I don't remember what it was. It doesn't matter. Um, so when that comes up, drop down into that feeling immediately, like remind yourself when those, like you can't catch every thought all day, but if you can look for the me and the I thought specifically for a while and just try to catch those and then bring it back down to that, that energetic aliveness, notice that thought coming in. It's like, I'm suffering or I'm, you know, nobody likes me or I'm not going to find anyone or anything, anything like that. The aliveness, stay in the aliveness. And as those more thoughts, you know, cause it's conditioned, it's conditions coming together. So, more thoughts will probably accompany it, which Angela calls a thought reflection. But if you can drop down and feel that ocean of aliveness and that thought will seem a whole lot smaller. But when you think you're that thought, it's like right here in your face and you think it's your whole reality, that thought of I'm this and that. And then, of course, that emotional windstorm starts coming. That's like makes you feel bad. So but if you're down there in that aliveness, you'll feel that emotional you're, you're already there to feel the emotions and goes, you know, you go deep as you can. And those thoughts, the better you get at that, those thoughts will become more transparent, more empty. And then, you know, who knows one day you'll really look and see it's completely empty, you know? Thank you guys. Just since you guys started talking, my whole body's kind of lit up. So <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you. Love everybody. Okay, um, let's go to Matt. Hey, good afternoon, good morning. Good morning. Everyone. I just actually found you, Angelo, and um, you know, I've been with Adi Shanti for you know, a few years and said this expression that when the student's ready, the teacher appears. And when the student's really ready, the teacher disappears. And as you know, he disappeared in a certain way. And um, suddenly I found your work. I'm trying to kind of orient myself within your teaching. And you just 
I'm just so grateful to have found you and this group of people. So really thank you for what you're doing here. Um, I notice a lot of uh, your work speaks about the sense gates. And this is the first time I've really uh, come across that expression as a way to orient in this journey. And about five years ago, I woke up and had this just singular realization that the God that I was seeking was actually what I am. And I was in a restaurant and I immediately looked at the waitress and I looked in her eyes and I was like, and it was so funny because my first words on realizing this were, oh my God, which was kind of hilarious. <laughs> and I looked in this woman's eyes and I was like, oh my God, she is God too. And I just walked around in this state of grace for 24 hours, like just knowing that everything, everything, I was like walking along the river, touching the trees. I was like, this is my body. This is me. And um, I was like walking down the street and I farted. I was like, oh my God, God farts. I was like, this is brilliant. You know, I was like, I remember Adia talking about how he was checking, you know, everything. He like looked at the toilet. He was like fighting the most mundane things, checked is this, is this it too? And it was so clear. And then very quickly, my mind tried to grab a hold of this. And, you know, I went through superiority, all of the, all of the cul-de-sacs and traps. And really the last four years since that moment, this fire has been burning through me, through my life. It's been all about shadow work in so much the way that you just so beautifully express. And I find myself really at the end of uh, suffering, it seems, uh, even when there's like just now, as I as you turned to me, there was there was fear and anxiety, and once upon a time there was such a big story about all of that, and today it, it's just experienced a sensation, and it's okay, it can be here. And so to come back to the sense gates, um, you know, I just have heard you focus a, a reasonable amount on this in your you work with people. And one of the things that is clear to me is that experientially, um, the physical world still looks relatively separated into discrete objects. Some of what you've described around sort of that 
flatness that people start to experience. Um, when I sit in, in your meditation and um, try to let the whole sound field be there and um, do that exploration. It's, there's the remembrance of that awakening moment of feeling the whole physical world as my body, but experientially there's a gap there. And I think once upon a time, I might have been asking a question like this from a place of um, seeking and striving. And since the sort of winding up of suffering, what's really sort of the engine behind this question is something that's taken me by surprise, uh, a love of the truth, you know? Like so much of my process was driven by the desperation to get out of suffering. And I wondered whether I would be interested in this whole thing once I reached the point of uh, not being in so much pain anymore. And it's obvious that uh, the truth is interested in the truth. And um, so the question feels very light and very um, like it comes from that place of life sim simply wanting me to uh, this, this human life to keep moving in the direction of authenticity. And this just appears to be some kind of um, gap. You know, Adia often said, close the gap. Um, and so that's kind of my question is, um, some, in some ways I, I, I have a thought that says, this doesn't even matter. You see it, you know it, you feel it. Everyone's experience of this is so unique. Just don't even, just don't even worry about it. And the fact that there's a question arising tells me something as well that there is perhaps more for me to to know, and to to see and 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 be. Hmm. Yeah. What what is when you say authenticity? What does authenticity mean to you in the deepest sense right now? I think the best way I can put it is just that felt sense of what is most true. Hmm. Is there anything to stand back and, and judge that truth or not truth? There's definitely, I definitely feel that that stands back and judges mm -hmm. that truth for sure. Um, and in many ways, see that for what that is. Um, and then there's sort of just, then I sort of, so I sort of listen to that, hear that, sort of see that for what that is, and then sort of drop back into this sort of, just sort of still curiosity about what has just been sort of going on in the mind space. Mm. And kind of just like, oh, okay, I wonder, 
I wonder if there is anything, anything here. I wonder if there's anything here. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. I, I have a very, I just have a very simple answer and then Tony may have something for you. I want to give you a simple answer because this is not a complex issue that, that you're, that you're describing. It's, it's not, it can become heady quickly and it doesn't need to be at all. It's very mm -hmm. simple. Um, and all I would su suggest is really put your attention in, when you sit practice in this way, or try this out and see how it does for you. Put your attention in the senses specifically one at a time. So you know what you're actually experiencing, whether it's sound, then body sensation, then the visual experience. Um, and don't, don't take notes. You're not doing this to find something out, understand something, recreate an old awakening. Don't none of that. That's all thought. If any of that happens, yeah. it's thought, put your attention back in the senses. Okay. And I would practice that for a bit. And then, then look for the one that seems to be standing apart from the experience, trying to turn it into something, trying to collect it trying to make it something for you or trying to even trying to understand something or even even trying to accept something just see if you can feel the difference between that 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 watcher or that that sense of pulling apart from experience a little bit going up in here it may feel rather like you but see the difference in quality between that and then move your attention back into the senses again um i would just get familiar with that because it's a very simple distinction that you that Anything else I tell you, I feel like, at least based on what I've heard, could become too complicated too easily, and you don't need anything complicated here. You you can start let, letting go of all that, the past and Adi Shanti and Angelo and your awakening and all of it, because it's not going to help you here anymore. It just doesn't help you. The mind will try to grab it and make it into something, but it's nothing. Um, what is here that, that you can access is the sense fields, that and in a very, very direct way. Okay, And just watch the part of yourself that tries to come online to, to claim it. And notice the difference in texture, difference in quality. Don't make it wrong. Just notice it. Notice how attention moves between the senses. And then when it starts to feel like you again, like you, the watcher, you, the, the spiritual one, any of it. Okay. I want to keep that simple. Does that make sense? It's perfect. Okay. Yeah. I would try that yeah. out. Tony may have a totally different kind of answers. You don't have to do this all the time or anything either. Just work with yeah. that and see, see what, see what changes over some time. You don't have to look for something in the moment either. Like a, like oh, what's happening now. Again, that's the watcher state. That's the watcher that wants to know that. It's more like just give it, just give it a, a practice and feel if it doesn't just intuitively work for you. Okay. That's so good. Thank you. You're welcome, Tony. Anything, buddy? Yeah. Um, I noticed you said uh, still curiosity, which uh, tells me that you're past the the seeking phase where that won't help you anymore. Um, I had a, a non-dual glimpse a couple of years ago, and I kept subtly trying to recreate that experience because I thought it was going to be that way. But when the actual non-dual realization happened on retreat, it was kind of totally different. <laughs> so the, the, the last thing that happened to you, that, that awakening or whatever, I would just, the best you can just uh, let it go. And like he, he said, uh, the sense is, is definitely where it's at for you. Uh, when I was on the retreat, when that realization happened for me, I was doing senses where I was going from one sense to the next, I was kind of like trying to ignore thought and I was staying like, um, sound. And then I would look in the visual field and then I would, you know, 10, 15 seconds. And then I would switch to like the feeling of, you know, my arms on the, my knees in the seat and feet on the floor and try to go as deep into that as I possibly can and not worry about what it means or what's happening. And I'd switch again to sound. And by doing that, that would kind of keep me out of the mind. 
pretty good. And then, of course, sometimes I would just switch the thoughts because that is also its own sense. And you watch them empty, come up, disappear. Um, but uh, really digging in, especially you could do it with any of them, but really digging into sound when I was in the sound portion when it really when it really clicked and uh and then it affected when the when the realization of that happened it affected every other sense automatically anyway and has mm -hmm. since since then so yeah uh, i would uh i would not worry about like what's next in the mind or what might happen uh, uh in the future or what happened in the past and just your pra a practice to be like man just go straight for the senses as deep as you possibly can spend a lot of time in each and then switch around a lot and I think that will uh, help you tremendously. Yeah, thank you so so much for both of you. I think the way I had been sitting with this was definitely in a reflective, mental kind of way, for sure. And um, it's funny, isn't it, that every single time the way this journey has unfolded has been completely independent of all of that seeking and analysis and reflection and just really trusting it to do what it does without the mind is more than enough. So I think that's great. I will just be the senses and see. Yeah, just let, let the senses show you. That's it. Just, yeah. it just let it, it's all experience. It's all pure experience. Now that's, that's the key. Anything else is yeah. just going to lead to thought probably when it comes yeah. to spiritual topics or the past or the future or where you're going or what it means. It's, those are all just dead end roads, really. They're just thoughts. Yeah. You know? It's all about the direct yeah. right now. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Cheers. Okay. Let's go to, um, Paul. Evening, Angelo. Hello. Good to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, yeah. Um, thank you very much for the retreat in North Carolina. My first. Um, very, 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 very challenging. Um, um, I, I sent you a question via the Q&A a couple of weeks ago in relation to trauma um, and how to manage kind of hypervigilance and in, in the kind of monitoring thinking, really helpful answer. So, um, yeah, I wasn't going to ask anything today, but I saw Tony here tonight and I thought, yeah, I'll jump in. Uh, yeah, Tony, uh, good to meet you. Yeah, very much resonate with your uh, your story. Yeah, so Angela, I emailed you about uh, seven months ago. Things were getting really kind of weird in my life. I, I don't come from a spiritual background, um, a lot of therapy, a lot of 12-step recovery over the years. So, uh, and you put me in touch with Violet, which is it's been utterly brilliant. Um, and I, I crashed into the uh, shadow work period, uh, but literally a week or two after the first appointment with Violet, which has been um, much kind of heavier than than I thought it would be. But anyway, yeah, and, and then th there was about a month of pretty heavy uh, trauma reprocessing that I, I didn't even have the words to describe it to Violet. However, uh, Tony described it absolutely beautifully, and that's how it unfolded uh, for, for me too. Yeah, uh, so uh, lots of work, uh, work in the kind of sense fields. Uh, Violet got me to do that, and, and things got really quite busy very quickly. Um, and, and then just before I went to North Carolina, 
the, the kind of sense of awareness started becoming quite boundaryless and floaty and different than, than before. And uh, yeah, the energetics were just un unbelievable of that, that retreat, weren't they? Even the first day when you were, you were doing the admin talk and it, it was just, um, it was the first time I didn't get that huge fear response when, when the, you know, the visual field collapses in. Uh, and yeah, just kind of floaty awareness and sort of building up. But anyway, I think it was on day two or three, you did a guided meditation the brief summary of which is let, let go of thinking, let go of monitoring, let go of managing. And as soon as you said, let go of managing, I had this big fear response. I could kind of feel it in the room too. So sort of worked with it. And then about five or 10 minutes later, I just, this is sort of impulsive, yeah, let's fuck it, let's do it. And just sort of dropped down into my gut, opened my eyes, pretty sure, sure I was in a non-dual state after that. Um, it doesn't really matter whether I was or not, but it, it was very, very different. Um, and like a naughty schoolboy, I bunked off the next meditation session, just went back to, to lie down in my room. And, and as soon as I did, um, your words came back to me, let go of the manager. Uh, Violet had said to me about a month beforehand that there was likely to be that kind of hypervigilant component in, in the kind of monitoring. Um, yeah, so, so I had a flashback for the first time in a long, long, long time. I've had kind of appropriate treatment for that previously. Um, and just, just the timing of it really threw me. And I, I was caught in a, it was like a bad LSD trip after that for the rest of the day where everything was just very flat, energetic. I couldn't make out anything, but yet I was getting more and more mind identified at the same time. And, and previously in, in, back in the UK, I could kind of dip in and out of it. I could, it felt under my control in a way that I, I could bounce back into my, my mind or I could just move around and things would sort of energetically settle down. I, I was kind of stuck for the rest of the day in that weird whatever state it was. So yeah, I came back to the UK very energetically all over the place and then just stuck in my head energetically for about a month. And the last week or so that sort of settled down again. I just get I get this fear response or agitation coming on when you know very quickly you know disengage with thinking for 30 seconds and things become very kind of boundaryless and and, and changes going on. I, I, I basically I get a fear response. Um yeah, so, so what I'm trying to do at the moment is not meditate for any length of time or not kind of sit in, in, in the sense field for any length of time, but I'm trying to do a, a, a frequent, short kind of periods and just, just seeing if I could just for a couple of seconds longer each time, I could, if I can just stay with the fear. But anyway, yeah, there's sort of a question in there. I'm, I'm sure you got it. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Tony, do you have anything or you want me to start? Um, I just that. Do you do uh, any kind of uh, physical exercise or any kind of qigong or anything like that? Uh, I, I I used to I had a, a back injury um, a couple of years ago. I had a back operation, so I'm quite careful. But I, I do a lot of freshwater swimming in the warmer months here in the UK. Started uh, to do a little bit of dancing, kind of. Um, it's called Path of Azul. Viola gave me the the link to it. Uh, yeah, it's not a huge amount at the moment, but. I'm open to the idea. 
it just sound, it sounds like where you're describing on the retreat that didn't happen for me on this retreat, but it has happened before where you said the energy was in your head and I got like a ton of jaw pain and headaches, like massive headaches on the back of my head. <laughs> and uh, it felt like my head was going to pop off, you know, uh, um, and, and doing, um, I mean, I've always done martial arts anyway, so that helped me a lot, but doing specifically, um, it, it, to me, it sounds like what, it sounds like you brought up a lot of energy and then that energy might've got stuck in your body maybe. Hmm. Uh, and I found like Qigong is not hard on the body. It's very easy on the body. Um, I, I've never done TRE, but I, I hear about it all the time now that that's really helpful. Um, for me, Qigong was really helpful. And there's a specific one exercise called the microcosmic orbit. Uh, that really gets the energy moving from the head down in a circle and out or down into the feet. You can feel it. If you do it, you don't go real fast. Um, so you might look that up on YouTube. That might help you uh, quite a bit. It's not hard at all physically. It won't hurt your back or anything like that. You could even do it in a chair, I believe. Um, so it's, to me, it sounds like there's some energy uh, needs to get moving. It feels a little stuck to me. Great. Thank you, Tony. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. Maybe I'll get a Qigong teacher, actually, might be the, the thing to do. Yeah. I agree with everything Tony said. Um, I was thinking somatic modalities of some kind, tried to, trying different things, intuitive movement that you're already working with Azul. But um, I think Qigong might be a really good answer, actually, based on what you've said and what Tony was talking about. Um, and consider TRE. These are free things to learn and try out. Um, TRE, if you're really activated, may be activating um, but if you do it regularly, especially in small amounts at first, it tends to help regulate the energy for sure, especially over time. Um, the, the comment I had was a little bit um, more about the sensation field. You have a lot of um, propensity for non-dual in the visual field, obviously, mm -hmm. and um, that's fine, but that can be dysphoric. Um, it's like, it's like if you have, a, like you said, a bad acid trip or someone takes a psychedelic and they're not maybe in a good setting or a good emotional space, it can be the visual experience of it being completely disorienting can be really uncomfortable. Um, but what I would suggest in, in times like that or anytime, and maybe large, more broadly, what I would suggest for you is I would actually practice keeping attention in the body in various ways, try it to find out what works for you. Cause if you just say, okay, put my attention to my body, well, I don't know what that means to you. I don't know what that feels like to you, but I can tell you, you can try putting your attention in your feet, for instance, and do, don't do this even just meditatively or when you're listening to me, like do it when you're walking, you know, put your attention just in the feet, just in the sensations though. See if you can just feel the sensation of the foot touching the ground, lifting, touching the ground. Have you ever noticed how your ankle feels when you transition from, you know, your foot being in front of you to your foot being behind you as you're walking? Have you ever noticed how closely have you noticed the feeling of saliva as you swallow? How, how closely have you noticed the feeling of like your ear or the space between your ear and your jaw? Like you can explore the body sensations in great detail, but I would do that. I would actually suggest you do that and practice. Like, like you said, you can do this for 10 seconds and then 30 seconds and then a few minutes do it with sensation actually. And it won't, it won't feel like you're trying to weather you're trying to weather some painful fear storm. It will probably just feel kind of um, neutral a lot of times, but getting used to that will be really helpful, I think. And you can even move your attention through the body until you can inhabit bigger spaces in the body. But I think what Tony's saying is rather true that like the energy in you feels like it's really stuck in one place or stuck up in the top part or something like that. Um, and practicing, just putting your attention, especially if the visual field's looking strange or anything's going on, um, 
I would say, yeah, just find find the sensation in your body. Find where your attention wants to go in your body. What part of your body wants to be felt? And you may feel an emotion or you may just feel kind of a spaciousness. It doesn't matter. Um, but I would suggest spending more time there and seeing if you can do it for longer and longer periods. It will it it will have it's the same quality of presence um, as you might experience in like a non-dual experience in the visual field, but it has a far more, especially at first when the body-mind seeming separation is so strong from trauma, from, from all, all the things, um, it'll have much more of a grounding experience. It'll feel, it'll feel very neutral and sort of deep. It'll have this feel, it'll have a feeling like a very deep vessel over time. So, so practice with your sense, your attention in the sensations and try different parts of your body, try the whole body at once, try one part of your body, even try just, you know, if it's, if it's too unclear, put your hand on something and feel the actual sensation of contact and stay with it. Just stay there. Don't try to conclude anything, stay there. And then notice the sensation of your lower arm, your upper arm, um, and just go right to those sensations. And if the mind starts making noise, you know, recognize that's noise in the mind. That's okay. Those are thoughts, interpretations. And then just let your attention just naturally rest back in those sensations and see how, see if you can do it longer and longer over time. And it may be very, very grounding for you because that's what I sensed the whole time you were talking is like, my attention wants to go into your body. Like I want, I want, I want your attention to go into your body. That's what I was feeling. So give it a shot, see how that works for you. Cool. Thank you very much, Bozzy. You're very welcome. Okay, let's go to Rose. There we go. I do apologize, everyone. <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, just don't really have a question today. I appreciate Mr. Tony coming on. Uh, good to see you, Dr. Angelo. Uh, just want to express a little bit. Um, I've been working with Chris Dumont. I think the latest in a uh, phase of our work has been as as a lot of folks have been talking about what Paul just talked about. Um, just noticing what's here. What's here now? I apologize for that. I don't know what that is. Um, you know, what's here now? We were initially working a lot with reactivity. The first non, uh, the first double barrel non-duality I came on was like a lot of experience, a lot of anger, a lot of emotional kind of not knowing what to do with this uh, perhaps just built up anger or emotion. And so, you know, just gradually throughout the process, I've just noticed, you know, okay, mind wanting to assign or label or uh you know put a sticky note on whatever is happening so it was like okay i'm noticing anger i'm noticing it's anger it's anger it's anger and chris has just kind of been encouraging me to um you know without really you know the mind is going to want to put its interpretation on whatever the experience is and you know just the question what's here what's here now, not to seek, uh, not to realize that there's, uh, you know, uh, uh, a self perceiving everything like that, I've kind of realized already. Um, but I think it's just to kind of step back a little bit and allow uh, whatever the sensation is, just this, what is, just allow what is to move through. And eventually it just dissipates. And then all that I'm left with is just what's, 
what's here, like what Susan said. I'm gonna take a nap. Could you feed Jolie? That's beautiful. Yeah, I was gonna when I saw your face, I was gonna ask you about how things went since last we talked about the reactivity and stuff. And that's awesome. I mean, you can see it can change significantly. You know, um, a lot of it is just seeing that when the mind's like, what do I, I don't know what to do here. I feel helpless to realize you don't have to do anything. Just feel it. That's all you're ever called to do really. And it, it'll be very intense at first and then it'll be less intense. And then it'll be start to feel deep and it'll start to feel like, whoa, a really cool exploration. And then you realize you don't have to go anywhere, but here, this is this is all here for you and it will take you deeper and deeper and deeper into experience and you don't have to do anything. It's like a free ride. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to see you smile. Ah, feels good. feels like a real smile. Good for you. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'm happy for your family too. Yeah. Very cool. Tony, got anything? Uh, I can tell you you're doing really well with it. Anger was a real big uh, thing with me in the past. And uh, it was like when the anger would come up, the, the the most important thing I discovered was to find that no, like immediate, as fast as you possibly can, where yeah. it says, no, this isn't okay. And mm -hmm. then uh, if you find that no, at the very beginning, you know, you start to see it clearly and clearly. And then when you find that no, and then you, you notice it, then it starts to become a yes. And then yeah. it relaxes around that anger and then it's okay to be there. And then it'll come up again and you'll be like, shit, I thought I handled that. And it's like, what's it doing back here again? And then sometimes that no will take the form of, uh, am I going to be stuck like this forever? It's like, we all, we forget every experience is like impermanent, but we always almost seem to forget that when the experience is happening, you know, mm -hmm. it's like anger. You're like, Oh, am I going to be stuck like this? Or, you know, for me, it was depression. It's like depression would come and I'd be like, God it sucks. I'm never going to get out of this. Da, 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 da. And then I would see a movie I really liked two hours later and I would get into the movie and then it was gone and I was very happy. And then after the movie, I'd be like, where the hell did it go? You know, it was like, you would think, uh, you know, you start to notice these things and you're like, something's fishy here. You know, it's like, what, what's going on? It's like, I had like the worst depression ever. And I was like on this, um, you know, said in my interview when I was in my twenties, it's like, I just wanted to die every day. And I was on this retreat I went on and it was a self retreat in the mountains. And I just got this cabin by myself for like three days. And I just wanted to just work on the stuff I was working on at the time. And some emotional stuff, cardiac anger and, and all this stuff started coming. And I started having all these thoughts and feelings and I felt just as about as bad as you could feel. And I had this voice that would come up and it'd say, you should just probably kill yourself. It's not going to get any better than this. That was like the thought that was coming up, immense suffering in the moment. And then uh, I, I won't tell this whole story, but the where I went to get it, I thought it was deep in the mountains. Well, it ended up being on this highway that truckers use all the time. <laughs> so it was not peaceful. And there was this chicken, there was this chicken restaurant across the street. And I was feeling like super terrible. And then I had this thought, like, hey, you should just kill yourself. And I mean, just like super bad, super bad. And then I started smelling this chicken from over there across the street. And then I had this thought like two minutes later and it's like, damn, that chicken smells good. I would like to have some of that chicken. And I completely forgot for a minute about how bad I felt. And then wow. that was the first time that was, this was, that was several years ago, but that was the first time there was an insight there that something's fishy here. 
if I feel so terrible that I want to die and my mind is telling me this is terrible. You're never, this is as bad. You're never going to get any better. What are, you, what are you doing here? Oh God, that chicken smells good. Wait a minute. Did I think <laughs> that? Did I create that, that thought? What What's going on? And that was like one of my first moments of like, wait a minute, something's not, something is, is wrong here or something is off there. It doesn't make sense that I should feel that way. And then all of a sudden I feel like I want some chicken. It's like, <laughs> you know, so just like recognizing that. And then I just rambled, I think, but recognizing that, and, and not letting that no grab you and letting it be there and then realizing the impermanence, it's always going to move and change. And sometimes it can move very, very fast within minutes if there's some good smelling chicken or in my wow. <laughs> you know. Thank you, Mr. Tony. I appreciate that. It's, it's, so many things you said. I mean, I was like, yep, yep, check, check, check. <laughs> Experiencing a lot of the same things, some of the same thoughts, you know. That's real, you know, um, that side of it. That goes for the know, good stuff. Those well, and and I love it. Chris said something wrong about her. She says, you know, the suffering is the health. And I was like, Oh man, she dropped it on me. And I was like, Yeah, that was really, you know, just grace, just grace, just complete grace. And um you know, and I appreciate, and I don't think you rambled. I think that was really necessary because you're right. I mean, it would be, you know, thought would come up. And then once I would sit there long enough, once I got beyond the labeling part, you know, the urge to label and everything and just to sit there long enough. And then all of a sudden I'm like, it's gone. Like, well, where did, well, then, oh, okay. <laughs> kind of like an aha moment. And, you know, and, and, you know, it's been a process. I mean, you know, it's, I asked one day to just one day just sitting on the back porch. I was like, you know, uh, whatever. All I know, I don't know what I need, but I know I need to wake up. I need to wake up. And it was like literally this, I think, that was like my message to God. I say God, but the universe, everyone, else, you know, uh, what it is. And within, I don't know, 48 hours, I found uh, an interview with Dr. Angelo and um, uh, leader of TM. And then the next thing I know, I saw Chris's story, got connected with Chris, did some TRE, did, uh, you know, uh, some of the work, Byron Katie, and just it, it, to this point, it, it is a process. I have, I needed a guide. I needed to have a guide um, just for the stability, just to be sure that I stayed stable in this process because you know, that's a real thing too, but, and now I'm here and I'm just like, this is, this is all right. This is literally what it is. And it's great. It's good. It's all good. Thank y'all very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for sharing. Okay. Let's go to, we'll go right in the middle. Anne. Hi, Angelo and Tony. I listened to Tony. I listened to Tony just the other day. It was just an amazing talk. Got a lot from that. Um, so, where do I start? I've been doing some shadow work for the first time. I'm doing Katie Barron's The Work when I can on beliefs and situations, which is great seeing the turnaround really clear. 
and uh, I've just kind of started doing self-inquiry because it's not really been my path. I've always found it difficult. And on day before yesterday, I had one of those dark days and um, I seem to have either nothing or everything all at once, like a sort of tsunami of thoughts. So confusing. Um, don't know what my feelings are. Can't do any self-inquiry. And actually your suffering video that you put up the, the other day was so, so helpful. Um, the day after I listened to it and that's exactly what I'd felt on the day and it, and it, and when I go through them it feels like it's never going to end it's so in the moment it, you can't say this too shall pass or anything like that it's just and nobody can touch it nobody can pull me out of it and I, it's just there anyway so it was a, one of my dark days and then it lifted and then this morning I had what I call a really clear seeing that was beautiful actually, where it's like I took a step back from my mind and was able to see the whole and structure in thought, you know, just how the whole persona is made up of thought and it's just totally thought, basically. I've not seen that for a long, I've seen it before, but not for a long time. Um, and that was wonderful and it felt like the, the presence was there and it felt so simple like well yeah it's, it's just this and I just stay in this sort of thing and just drop into the body all the things you've been saying into the senses and and, and just don't touch that and stuff and it seemed very simple um, and that lasted a while and then as the day goes on, um, this kind of tension comes back and the deadness, like the presence has kind of died down a bit. And then what I call a sort of deadness comes back. So this evening I was doing some pretty intense self-inquiry. I have to do it really quick to kind of get it through, you know, like, um, if there's no time and distance, what is this? And just doing that. But when I do self-inquiry, um, every time I do it, I feel I hit a wall. I don't know if it's resistance, a, a barrier, you know, like it's really hard work. It's really effortful, like, like I'm practicing a muscle that I've not used before. Um, and I suppose it does feel good in a way, but it feels like hard to do because I don't know, I don't know if I'm just lazy or what, but it it's it's intense. It feels intense and you know, like I'm holding my breath and waiting to come out of it so that I can relax again. But I really feel that urge to want to push through and, you know, see through, just see through everything. The the urge to see through or the urge to push. Um, um, what if it's not actually what's happening? Maybe that's like, maybe that's an interpretation 
but if you go right to the sensation of the urge to push or the urge to break through mm-hmm. instead of identifying with the thought that's just familiar to you um mm-hmm. because i think you and it, it's along the lines of self-inquiry like what is there for you to self what self is there for you to inquire into anymore i mean it i, I think you're the pushing is more of a marker than a problem it's a marker that there's there's actually something not being fully seen clearly right now. There's really nothing to push on. There's no one to do the pushing. That's all thought. But there is a, there may be a sensation like or an energetic experience somewhere. It may be subtle too, but I would look for that in the moment and realize that's all that's there to do. There's nothing beyond that for you to do. And, and anything about, you know, breaking through or getting somewhere or pushing or how hard do I want to push or is pushing right or wrong right here, all of that really is interpretation. But try to find the sensation associated with that and then see if just resting in that isn't that enough. Like, is there, does anything else need to happen aside from that right now? Actually, I was trying to explore that as I was doing the self-inquiry. So it's like as if the mind's doing the self-inquiry um, and it's just going more and more into this nothingness. And then ju- just trying to look at what that, I don't know whether it's, um, I've got to call it something, so I'll call it resistance or the efforting. And it's hard to look at what that is. I don't know if it's a sensation or I can't feel it in the body. It's it, it's a hard thing to, you're saying stay with the sensation. I don't know if it's a sensation even. You don't need it's, to know if it's a sensation. Your your mind is Your mind is trying to do this. You're, you're you're already there. I mean, you're, there's you're probably it's just something that's being a little bit overlooked. The that's like when you use the mind in that way, if with this kind of self inquiry, for you, I'm not talking about anyone in particular. It's just who I'm talking to right now. So sometimes mm-hmm. self inquiry is very valuable for people. But here, what's happening is the mind that's trying to do self inquiry is trying to turn its own will onto first of all itself, then it's trying to turn its will onto the body sensations. It can't do that. Um, it's more like just feel what's there. And if a doubt comes up, go back to it, go back to the sensation, whatever, or just the, the, the center of your experience, even if, if, if sensation is too specific, but the body has sensations, right? Like you can find sensation in your hands and your feet. You could move it inward to your chest or your gut or your head. So you can recognize the sense, this, that sense field. That's enough. Just the the mere recognition is enough. Mm-hmm. And then notice what happens is the mind will try to pull, pull. And what it, the way it pulls is it says, well, I don't know. It'll use doubt if that works. Well, I don't know if this is, I'm doing this right. That's a thought, you know, just, just notice again, the sensation. It can be very vague. It can be sort of slippery in a way, but it's, it's there. It's, and it, and it can also be not static. The mind's looking for something. That's the problem. The mind's looking for something defined. It wants to know, it wants confirmation. This doesn't need confirmation because it's already, it's self-confirmatory. Does that make sense? Your mind's just playing a little trick on you a a bit and that's it. Mm -hmm. That's why I kind of feel as you were talking, I'm kind of like, I don't know if you need self-inquiry so much. I would just explore more more in the sense field or in an, an emotion if it arises or something like that. But I would also, for you, instead of approaching any of this from a feeling of um, tension or intention, I would approach it from a feeling of relaxation. See if you can do that. 
approach mm-hmm. it from a feeling of simply noticing what's already there. It doesn't require any effort. Mm. The, so efforting, really- the efforting is like a little bit of identity there. Like efforting yeah. is kind of, you're kind of identifying with efforting in a way. Yeah. So, so kind of leave the inquiry of asking questions alone. Um, if just... you do it, if you do it in a different time, like you said, Byron Katie, if you're doing it about certain beliefs that are coming up or emotions that mm-hmm. I have no problem with that, like that makes sense to me. But at other times, like when you're doing what we're talking about now um, and it's backwards, I can tell the way the mind sees it is like when it's not, when that presence isn't there, here's what I'm going to do to get back to it. That's exactly the opposite of what's happening. What's actually happening is the presence is always there. And when the mind's already starting to activate itself, then it wants to quote unquote, get back to presence. It doesn't want to get back to presence. It wants to keep your attention is all. It just wants to do what it's, it's like. A, it's like a hammer and everything's a nail. That's what the mind's like. Mm. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. That, that's, that's great, Angela. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Tony may have some wise words for you as well. Uh, when you said uh, you want to push through and then you talked about the emotion, you said, what sensation is this? That's, um, I used to do that too. It's, that's logically trying to solve something that's unsolvable. So it wants to, it wants to, by, by naming the sensation and trying to figure out what it is or saying, I want to push through is like the mind trying to stay in control and trying to, uh, you know, put that sensation in a box and tuck it away. Be like, okay, I know what that is now. Um, so, uh, you know, but but if you're if you're here and just feeling that sensation, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter the label. It doesn't matter. Um, so that that's that's it. It's it's control. You know, it's trying to control the situation. Um, and as far as uh, inquiry goes, you said that you didn't like inquiry or wasn't working for you. Um, Inquiry for me really started working like when I was trying to, you know, like the classic one, like, who am I, that kind of stuff that didn't really work for me. It, it felt kind of dead when I would do it. It just felt like nothing there. But if you're kind of feeling what what started to work for me for inquiry is. I would start I would ask different questions or just kind of wonder, you know, inquiry is like a wondering instead of a thinking kind of thing. It's wondering. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if you say something like, who am I? And you're like, no, I don't feel anything there, but I started to say things like I, w- I, I touched upon like, okay, where, where am I? Or where's this? Or, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. I was actually... I, yeah. And then, mm-hmm. uh, like Angela took me a good one time when he, when he was talking to me about it and he's like, what's receiving, what's receiving sensations you know and i would look and it would like but see what, what would happen is when i was feeling into the inquiries there would be almost like this little pulse little pulse of energy when i would get the right one it would just be very it would be very subtle it almost be like a current changing like a cold to warmer and you just kind of just feel it in experience and that's to me personally that's how i felt like i was getting warmer to the center without trying to solve it I would feel into it. It would feel, and then if I asked something else and there was nothing there, I'd go, okay, that's not really working for me. And then, you know, maybe I would come back and try that again. Maybe just at that time, it wasn't. Um, Another tip about inquiry for me is just for me, just sitting there uh, when I would meditate, you know, do about an hour, hour and a half, 
I would just kind of rest like a do nothing meditation and whatever would come. And then the inquiry worked best for me if I would do it all day in little two to five minute increments. Sometimes mm -hmm. I would sit for a long time and do it. But most of the time I found if you sit for a really long time with inquiry, the mind really starts to grab like you're like you were talking about and really wants to grab and start working it. And, and but if you do it in little two to five minute increments, it's like you'll get like you'll be really focused, a nice little burst of energy and you'll get and, you, and you'll feel some stuff. And you'll go, oh, and then when you start to feel that wane or you start to feel the mind start to grab on then just drop it for the moment. And then maybe 30 minutes later, do another five minutes. That that really worked for me a whole lot better than just trying to sit there and, you know, tough it out for 45 minutes of inquiry. Yeah, yeah, that's really helpful. And I am actually experimenting with questions. And I know when I listened to your talk and you talked about who am I not work, that's never worked for me. What am I is better and definitely where am I? And that really helps because I do sometimes walk around and just ask, you know, ask ask one question, usually where am I or what's happening or something like that. So I'll just focus on that, I think, which is good. And I'll listen and you also to said, You also said you were just starting emotion work, I believe you said. So that could be playing into it too. For me, emotion work for me was the bulk of it was done years ago before I started most of the inquiry. So for me, it was kind mm -hmm. of backwards. Than what you're doing. So if you're, if you're just getting into the emotion work now, some of those feelings are, I mean, they're going to, they're going to be coming up more and more and more, you know, it, it, the deeper you go. And, uh, you know, like I said to the, I think the first, the first person, um, every thought you have, bring it back down to the energy field, the aliveness, get back there and feel it. That it's tedious at first, but it really helps to kind of spread everything out and not keep you up there as much. At very, at the very least, maybe you can get a 50-50 balance, and that'll make a world of difference, especially with emotion work. Mm, yeah, I did. I heard you say that too, and I, it did um, resonate with me. So, yeah, thank you, Tony. That's really good. Good suggestions. Thank you. Thank you, Anne.